0: The problem with PBR is you can't buy it unless you go in there with a mustache, you know? So the problem with PBR is that it's PBR.
1: <laughs> oh man. No, but now it's like uh, so wake up.
2: It's the beer of uh, local music.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ugly hats and suspenders. Official beer. What kind of music do you play? Hasidic mathcore? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Hasidic Mathcore. It's technically Jewish. Get it?
2: Okay. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Ah. And Ryan.
0: I fucking love Pample
1: Moose LaCroix. Uh, look, so... I bought the the Dunkin' Donuts spiked hard coffees and the spiked iced teas. Yeah. And I've never been more disappointed by a Dunkin' Donuts product in my life. I mean, what were
0: you expecting?
1: not surprised.
2: And he's from Boston.
1: Yeah.
0: Those are, like,
2: made in fucking
1: China and shipped over here. I mean, that's it, not...
2: They taste like wine coolers
1: that are flavored like coffee.
2: Those Those are actually made in North America, but...
0: Yeah, I was making a joke.
2: I know, I'm just it's saying, like Steve. I know,
0: you're always just saying, but I was just making a joke about how, like, if you buy Dunkin' Donuts branded alcoholic coffee that, uh... And then you're surprised you know, that it's
2: disgusting. Well, it would yeah, be better like if it was from made, China. made in,
0: like, Singapore.
2: If it was made in China, it would have Baijiu in it. No, it's made Perhaps. in like fucking Little Rock. Okay.
0: Perhaps. What isn't made in Little Rock that's alcoholic, you know? <laughs> fucking
2: it. You know, Little Rock makes the world drinks.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. I was kind of a little bit surprised because PBR makes like that coffee flavored beer that's not terrible. Like I would, yeah, it's not bad. I could drink that.
0: Yeah, like, but I, I can like, donut. Oh god. The no. problem with PBR is you can't buy it unless you go in there with a mustache. You know,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> the problem with PBR is that it's PBR. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, but now it's like uh, so I can wake up.
2: It's the beer of uh, local music.
1: <laughs> yeah, ugly hats and suspenders. Official beer.
0: What kind of music do you play? Hasidic mathcore. <laughs> 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 and speaking of Hasidic mathcore, it's technically Jewish. Get it? Okay. Anyway,
2: um, so today, boys, um, we're going to be talking about one Malcolm X. No Uh-oh. fucking
0: way. Problematic. No way. Bro,
1: I saw the movie. It was so good. Yeah, it was a good movie. But Denzel, oh, of course, Denzel.
2: Denzel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait,
0: is there I another was, X uh,
1: movie that was not Denzel?
0: I was
2: really. Yeah, wasn't interested. there a recent one?
0: Uh, there was actually there was another one. Yeah. Yeah, there was something something came out recently. I know. I know. Steve, there's definitely something that came out.
2: I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of uh, Ali. Um, and then there's like One Night in Miami.
0: I think there's a movie with Malcolm X in it.
2: Yeah, it's one night in Miami. Is that it? Yeah, because it's like Malcolm. It's like sort of like a like a like sort of like a, a made up like scenario where like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and a couple ah. other like black civil rights leaders like Damn they were God. all in Miami at the same time, and it was just like, well, what if they all met?
0: That's interesting. Malcolm X. I got really into uh, his history from. Um, this is so stupid, but uh, from Brother Muzon from The Wire. Yeah. Of the Nation of Islam, and you know yeah. he's one of the, I forget the name of it, but they're like the fruit of Islam or whatever, the assassins or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, I got really, like, I started down like a Wikipedia, like just black hole, just went right down it. My
1: favorite thing is, like, he's just like the, the polar opposite of Martin Luther King Jr., certainly
0: two different approaches yeah
1: he's like listen nonviolence, you know peace and love is the way to go and he's like man kill that motherfucker
0: at at the time (laughs) i totally understand like where he was coming from for for the vast majority of his actions yeah he ended up i mean we'll get to it i guess but he did end up like kind of distancing himself from Elijah muhammad didn't he
2: well yeah he he very publicly broke from the nation of islam Um, Over, um, We'll we'll get to it, but but he very publicly breaks from it. He changes a lot of his ideology and he becomes more like internationalist. He he changes from his like sort of like what you could refer to as like racist views on white people. Mm -hmm. Um, After he goes on the Hajj and stuff like that, he changes his like view of the world and things. And he uh, he becomes more in line with sort of like an internationalist, um, even um, socialist, um, although he was not like. Describe himself as socialist. He does uh, say that like socialism is probably like the correct like ideological system.
0: Yeah, there's good, like a lot of parallels.
2: Uh, but Malcolm X was born Malcolm Little on May nineteenth, nineteen twenty-five, in Omaha, Nebraska. He was the fourth of seven children, uh, born um, to uh, Louise uh, Helen Little um, and George um, Earl Little. They call me Malcolm Little, Little,
1: but don't let my name fool
0: you. In a couple years, I'm going to be very big.
1: Being born a black man in 1925, Nebraska, the United States, I can't see how that would affect anything in his formative years. (laughs) Um, Nebraska?
0: I have some Nebraska stories. I'm not telling them
1: here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're not I my stories nope. <laughs> I don't see any way where this is going to influence his later outlook on people. But let's go. Let's see what happens.
2: But uh, as, as stated, though, his father, uh, Earl, uh, was um, was originally from Georgia. Um, so he was very familiar with um, sort of the, uh, the racism of the uh, Deep South. Um, even though, like, it's very racist in Nebraska, but it's not, you know, to the full level of, like, Georgia racism.
1: You don't hear banjos. I mean... <laughs> I mean,
0: it depends okay, where
2: you're at probably. You know? Yeah. You know the corn sort of like insulates a bit, so you don't <laughs> hear it as much. Yeah. Um, Earl was a uh, outspoken uh, Baptist uh, uh lay speaker. Um and he and uh Louise were admirers of the pan African activist Marcus Garvey. Uh Marcus Garvey was very big into like the Return to Africa movement. Um and he was also like one, one of Jagger Hoover's like biggest like guys that that he felt they needed to like eliminate because like Jagger Hoover was like, yeah, the mafia doesn't really exist, but what we need to be focusing on are all these black people. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jesus, Christ. they have they have too much power. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> we'll back that down a little bit.
2: Um, Earl was a uh, was a leader, a local leader in an organization uh, known as the Universal Negro Improvement Association, or the UNIA. And Louise served as secretary and branch reporter for the organization, sending news of local um, UNIA activities. Um, and um, they also would teach their children, you know, Black pride um, and self-reliance.
1: Sounds suspiciously um, like the Black Panthers, and I like it. Uh, Malcolm, community like Ma- focused group and organization where it's like don't rely on other people, just kind of rely on your community and yourselves.
2: Yeah. Um, And then uh, Malcolm, too, would um, would say later on um, that uh, white violence had killed four of his father's brothers.
1: So his uncle, four of his uncles.
2: Yeah, were (laughs) were killed by uh, white people.
1: Gotcha. Damn. Um,
2: Because of threats from the Ku Klux Klan, uh, Earl um, uh, Earl's activities um, uh, and um, because of those. Um, the family would relocate in 1926 to Milwaukee, and shortly uh, after that, to Lansing, Michigan. Um, there, the family was frequently harassed by another uh, white supremacist organization, the Black Legion, uh, which Earl accused of burning down their home in 1929. Okay. Um, when Malcolm was six, his father died in what was, uh, what was officially ruled a streetcar accident, uh, though his mother, um, Louise, believed that he had been uh, murdered by the Black Legion. Um, rumors that he that his father was killed by uh, uh, white racists um, were widely circulated, and they were very disturbing to Malcolm, obviously as a child.
1: Um, well, as an well, adult, pretty sure, it wasn't like white racists that killed his dad. It was like yes or no.
2: Well, I'm, I'm wait, a little he, bit confused. he he himself was um, he 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 had conflicting beliefs about the the question um, because. Uh, it's either that you know he accidentally got run over by the streetcar or that he was like pushed in front of the streetcar by this like members of this organization that wanted to kill him ah okay so so his so his mother's saying like that she doesn't believe that it was an accident um and he's like um and he's very conflicted on it, and it's like um sort of rumors within the community that it was in fact you know a murder.
1: Did we ever get a definitive answer on that, or is it just one of those things that's just kind of like lost to history?
2: Um, it's just lost to history because you know they're not going like the authorities aren't going to investigate it.
1: Gotcha. It is the official viewpoint of the trial of Troy that he was absolutely murdered and pushed in front of a streetcar. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It makes everything else like fit the pieces fit together better if it's if it's that. It's clearly um, probably what happened. I mean, in that time period, I'll buy it. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Let's put ourselves back in the sixties and. and Was it was was that still in Nebraska? Let's not. No,
2: this (laughs) isn't. This isn't. This is in Lansing, uh, Michigan, in uh, uh, 1931.
1: Oh, absolutely, was pushed.
2: Um, But after a dispute with creditors, uh, Louise received a life insurance benefit and payments of eighteen dollars a month. Um, The issuer of another larger policy uh, refused to pay, claiming her husband had committed suicide. Um, So to make ends meet. Um, she rented out part of her garden and um and her and her uh, sons would hunt for game in order to uh provide food for the family. You say
1: rented out part of her garden?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh See, okay. I yeah, I mean right. like dude, they didn't have anything. <laughs> I mean like you know they're like, already like a little bit at that. the time.
1: bit of a just renting dirt. Yeah, <laughs> you're just renting dirt.
0: Absolutely. Why not?
1: little uh, because I feel like you can. Grow stuff, and you don't have to rent a
0: garden. Capitalism oh, all the way down, buddy. They need God. money.
2: Um, God, during the uh, During the 1930s, uh, white Seventh Day Adventists uh, would witness to the little family. Um, later on, uh, Louise and her son Wilford were baptized into the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Oops. Uh, Malcolm said of the Adventists that they were "quote unquote" the friendliest white people I had ever seen.
0: I will. I will i'll go with that I, I, met, I met quite a few seventh days and they're they're very nice people unlike Wilson, the jehovah's who are like you know join our club or you're going to hell you know it's like
2: yeah did you know in 1914 that god created a civil service for him <laughs> <laughs> no tell me more um, uh, in, in 1937 uh, a man louise had been uh, dating um, and whom marriage to um, two seemed a possibility, uh, vanished from her life when she became pregnant with his child. Um, in uh, late 1938, uh, she had a nervous breakdown and was committed to the Kalamazoo State Hospital. Um, the children were separated and sent to foster homes. Uh, Malcolm and his siblings uh, would secure her release 24 years later.
0: Saying you're in the Kalamazoo Hospital for, like, mental issues sounds like like a, like you're cracking on someone, you know? Guys, guys over there in fucking Kalamazoo. It just sounds like a joke.
2: Yeah, Kal- Kalamazoo is one of those names that you know, like like Borscht Belt comedians were like, look, he had a map, and it's like Kalamazoo. That's a good one. <laughs> Put it next to Walla Walla.
0: Let's name this town
1: Butt, but with an E at the end. All right,
2: it's pronounced Butte.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: I'm a fucking imagine I some, am. some European that like wants a vacation in America, sees Kalamazoo on a map. He's like, oh, that sounds like a cool place to visit. Imagine their surprise.
2: <laughs> some, some Someone's very disappointed when they vacation in intercourse Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: Malcolm would attend West Junior High School in Lansing and then Mason High School in Mason, Michigan, but left high school in 1941 before graduating. Um, he excelled in junior high school, but dropped out of high school after a white teacher told him that practicing law, his um, aspiration at that time, was, quote unquote, no realistic goal for an N-word.
1: Oh, man, wait till he hears about Johnny
2: <sighs> Um Later, uh, Malcolm recalled a feeling that uh, the white world offered no place for a career-oriented black man, regardless of talent. Um, from age 14 to 21, he held a variety of jobs while living with his half-sister, Ella Little Collins, in Roxbury, a largely African-American neighborhood in, of Boston. You already know. Um, after a short time in Flint, Michigan... Um, he moved to uh, New York City's Harlem neighborhood in 1943, where he found employment on the New Haven Railroad and engaged in drug dealing, gambling, racketeering, robbery, and pimping.
0: Okay, that's difficult,
1: you know. Pimping, it's not easy. <laughs>
2: um, it's also, it, it's also been uh, alleged that
1: he—that's okay. just a, just according to him. Everybody else says oh, that's
2: fine. I said
0: um, I'm just making a joke, you know, because people say <laughs> pimping ain't easy, you know. So, is easy though. So, what I said was, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> um, he befriended a uh John Elroy uh, Sanford, a fellow dishwasher that he worked with at uh, Jimmy's Chicken Shack in Harlem. Jeez, Steve. um, who aspired to be a professional comedian. A
0: dishwasher, wow.
2: Um, that uh, that young man, uh, who uh, Sanford, who was called Chicago Red after his hometown, and Malcolm, who was called Detroit Red, um, years later, uh, Sanford would become famous as the comedian Red Fox. Oh.
0: You moved to Lansing, you big dummy? <laughs> okay. I think Red Fox actually helped, uh, like, he traveled with uh, the Malcolm X for a while, I think. Or with the Nation of Islam or something.
2: Maybe. I, I don't... I didn't I didn't see anything about it, but I know that a lot of those circles, because um, like they were very like prominent in like the 1960s. Like today, there's only like 50 thousand members in the Nation of Islam. It's like a much smaller organization, but I think it was like yeah. much larger then, and and it was just like very very prominent.
1: I'll tell you One well, um, Nation of Islam is also very prominent. If you go to correctional facilities, <laughs> I can't even like count the amount of dudes that I had met. When I was, uh, we'll just call it my state sponsor vacation. Um, who would just all of a sudden be walking around? What do they call the kafirs or the, the kufis or whatever? Like the Capias? Islam version, maybe it's the like the Islamic version of like the yarmulke, like, like the white, yeah, like like, like, you know, like Maybe I don't know what it's called, but it's like that white like headpiece. The amount of dudes you would see that were wearing those within like six months of being like incarcerated was just astounding.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta, I mean, when you're in, when you're in jail, I mean, I don't have any first hand experience and I never will, but the, uh, you know, knock on uh, wood. <laughs> I don't <laughs> knock on, on fucking wood. I, I don't knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the first thing you gotta do in jail, right? Is like, make sure you got a group cause it's very factional,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, the, I mean the, you
0: might as well tracks. go with the one that's got the most power and is probably gonna leave your butthole alone, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I, I will I will agree with you on the first part of that sentence, the second part of that sentence ah! Ah, you think they're breaking the laws of God and man in there? <laughs> <clears throat>
2: <laughs> Steve. Steve watched a very important documentary about Hispanic culture called "Blood in, Blood Out." I did. So you know <laughs> I did. Yeah.
1: Edward James Olmos. Yeah, I, I learned a lot about Black culture. I watched Boys in the Hood.
0: <laughs> I watched. I learned a lot about Black culture. I watched um, BET for like twenty-four hours straight one time.
1: No lie, BET used to have some of the best programming on television. And there's it like, a, there's like a there's like a
0: knockoff. I, I hesitate to call it a ghetto BET because it sounds like I'm being. <laughs> kid, but it's called Bounce. And it was around for a while. It's was over the air channel with just yeah. black like uh, like black entertainment on it. It's I turned like a it on one TV night.
1: Kind of channel. Yeah.
0: I turned it on one night and they were playing Meteor Man, and you bet I watched the whole fucking thing.
2: It's like, it's like me TV, but for the culture,
1: Robert Townsend, the BET used to just have like In Living Color, Morton, Sinbad, like they used to have all those good shows and all of a sudden, Moesha, yeah, it's like garbage now, it's like, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm um, starting to get so, Let me just read Malcolm X's stuff, because BET is this point in me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think you're going to get too radicalized, because especially the early stuff, you're you're going to find some hurdles for you there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the way he's giggling is so scary now. Because <laughs> I, I know minimal yeah, about Yeah, he's giggling Malcolm like X. a like, dungeon I the, master. <laughs> I know, I know like, the bullet points of Malcolm X, but the way he's giggling now, I'm like, oh, fuck.
2: I just, I just start rolling dice without saying anything. Yeah, I dice rolling rolling
0: behind his little fucking screen. Steve's been rolling dice for 45 minutes. His podcast is going to go on forever.
2: <laughs> Some of them he seems happy with. Some of them he's sort of given a side eye to. He passed um, out
0: after one roll and woke up five minutes later and started rolling again.
2: Um, as uh, World War II was going on at the time, he was eventually summoned to the local draft board for military service. Um, during this, he feigned a mental um, uh, mental illness by rambling and declaring, I want to be sent down south, organize them N-word soldiers, steal us some guns, and kill us some crackers.
1: Was he John Brown just reincarnated? What?
2: And um, he was declared mentally disqualified for military service.
1: I ordered a John Brown Gun Club t-shirt, and I'm so excited to wear that motherfucker and see oh, who man. actually understands what it's saying. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ryan, do <laughs> I'm not, not going to say a word to anybody.
0: Do I not just, engage with anyone who says anything about that shirt.
1: <laughs> ah, oh, come on!
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it, but I'm just saying. Um, in late
2: 1945, Malcolm returned to Boston, uh, where he and four accomplices committed a series of uh, burglaries uh, targeting wealthy white families.
1: Let's find those up there. <laughs> in,
2: uh, in 1946, he was arrested while picking up a stolen watch he had left at a shop for repairs, and in February began serving a sentence of 8 to 10 years at Charleston State Prison for larceny and breaking and entering. Got him. Uh, two years later, he was transferred to the Norfolk uh, Prison Colony. Um, Norfolk, he, Virginia? No, no, in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. When he was in prison, he met a fellow convict, John uh, Bembry, a self educated man he would later describe as, quote unquote, the first man I had ever seen command total respect with words. Um, Under his influence, uh, Malcolm developed a voracious appetite for reading. Um, At this time, several of his siblings wrote him about the Nation of Islam, uh, a relatively new religious movement preaching uh, black self reliance and ultimately the return of the Black Diaspora to Africa, uh, where they would be free from white American and European domination.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to be free from white American uh, domination, of course, but European? Uh, Africa doesn't exactly have a great history of being free from European domination, unfortunately.
2: Um, He uh, initially did not show a lot of interest, um, but his brother Reginald wrote in 1948, uh, Malcolm, don't eat any more pork.
0: Uh,
2: Don't... uh, don't smoke any more cigarettes. I'll show you how to get out of prison. Um, he, uh, at that point, he instantly um, quit smoking um, and began to refuse to eat pork.
1: What's 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 the reasoning behind that? The not eating pork for multiple religions, not even just. I mean, as I long. can answer, but I'll let Stephen. It's,
2: um, it, it's essentially like a rule handed down within Judaism. And it also goes into Islam about how the pig is an unclean animal. And in the Bible, there's a lot of these rules about like, you can't eat certain animals, which is where kosher uh, comes from. And then goes on to influence like halal. And it's a lot of these rules. And a lot of it is that, you know, during like ancient times, you know, these were animals that could be unsafe to eat. You know, with like pork, with like trichinosis and things like that. Right. Um, but in, in like modern society, obviously, it's there's nothing wrong with eating any of these animals because we know how to prepare them and such. Um. And, and there was a lot of also rules with like mixing things. And generally, it, it's come down that the belief among rabbinical uh, scholars and um, I don't know about um, I, I think most Muslim scholars take the same view is that it's essentially like just something you have to do for God to cho- show your devotion like it doesn't actually have any like like science or any any back thing. I it's was just to say that, like, the
0: first part, but the second part is is what I've heard is that essentially it's just like any religion where it's like there's a uh, there's just like a tradition that they have, so it's a ritual that you put yourself through so that you show devotion yeah. to to God or to your religion. Really, gotcha. like Jehovah's Witnesses don't do their birthdays. You know, it's it's not. There's absolutely no basis in fact beyond that. It's not in the fucking text. It's, it has nothing to do with reality. They just do it because it, it makes them the special group. I'm in my special group, and we don't have birthdays, you know? I'm in my like, special I'm, group. We don't eat pork. It's just I'm, I'm dumb daddy special shit. Boy. It's, a, it's like an ID, basically, you know? It's like the fucking douchebag Catholics that walk around with the fucking ashes on their forehead all goddamn day on Ash Wednesday. Fucking drive me nuts. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I'm like, wipe that shit off your fucking head, you pretentious
1: asshole. God Listen, damn it. I can understand... The Ash Wednesday on the forehead, I can even say listen man, you want to do that? I'm okay with that because that is something that's been going on forever and it's it's the correct, abject correct way to be, um, we'll just say celebrating Ash Wednesday what drives me out of my fucking mind is when I see people physically wearing a rosary I'm like, that is not supposed to be worn. That is supposed well, that's to, be like to a, count your sh- like That's like a, I, a Make America
0: wearing? Great Again hat or a Trump bumper sticker. You just you just have your ideology out in front of you. That's all. That's all that is to me. You yeah. know, like whenever it, yes, I see someone with bumper no stickers, reason, like their political side. Yeah, absolutely. But they put it on because they want everyone to know that they're holy. And then they fucking, you know, steal your fucking catalytic converter or something. <laughs> 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 just
2: wearing a giant, giant crucifix with a bloody Jesus on it to yeah. distract you while he's hey, taking a socks off to your, hey. to your guy when a convert.
1: The most, the most common tattoo in prison: the praying hands with the rosary falling off. And oh it's yeah, everybody. Oh yeah, the most everybody. hypocritical thing ever. Right? He's like Jesus Christ, guys.
0: <laughs> did you say that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I actually did. Exactly. Be original. Pun intended. I'm like, just be original, guys. It's everybody's got the shit. <laughs>
1: Well I got uh, I got one, it's original It has mom on it and a heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggested to one of them. It was actually a buddy of mine. I was like, listen, why don't you like have a tattoo artist like put holes in each hand and then have like him threading the rosary through the holes? And I mean like that'd be a lot cooler. Oh okay. it be original.
0: Sort of a sort of a hipster stigmata,
1: you know? Yeah, he thought that would be yeah. offensive, so he said no. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Douchebag.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, following a visit uh, from this brother Reginald. Uh, where he detailed the group's teachings, uh, uh, including the, uh, the the belief that uh, that white people are considered devils. Um, he struggled with uh, accepting this belief.
0: I, um, at that time, I, actually, I would one hundred percent agree. <laughs> I,
1: I actually have to shave my horns down on a regular basis.
0: It's in your. It's in his interest at that time to just just consider them devils and move on with your day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, however, uh, he would over time. Uh, reflect on his past relationships with white people, and conclude that they had um, that they had been marked by dishonesty, injustice, greed, and hatred. Um, he had also been very hostile to Christianity, which had given him the prison nickname Satan, um, that he uh, became receptive to the message of the Nation of Islam.
0: What the hell with the devil and shatan? Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. So you're saying that at some point he stopped being hateful, to white people, like racist, and, and thought that they were abused too.
2: Well, I wouldn't. I, I would say that he just generally, because uh, we'll we'll talk about it. But he eventually believes, um, in in sort of of civil rights. He believes in human rights.
0: Absolutely. Eventually, um, all about and, and it takes a lot. That, it takes people a long time to get there, Ryan. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's you you no, get like f- this no. culture foisted on you when you're a child, and you get inculcated. Uh, through repeated instruction and in the world around you into a system of like beliefs and morals and ethics and feelings and biases and here's um, the deal it's and very difficult only... it's very no. difficult for your average person i'm not talking about you who's gone no, through no, no. a lot and, and and come out on the other side i'm talking about your average person on the other side of that it's, it's some of most people don't even get through it you know They're i just hold on to that shit for their whole life
1: I'm 100% of the opinion that you're in, you're born internally with a moral compass. Babies are born with a moral compass, and I, I, I there's no way you're going to tell me no. Shared self-preservation. Absolutely. I mean, if you find somebody who's racist, and you really go back and back and back and back to figure out where these views came from, it's always like they came from nature, like that nature versus nurture, or Ooh, like Uncle me, Jeff, you know? Yeah, they came from nurture <laughs> who, who raised them, right? Grandpa but there's Bill. There's always an internal, you know, um, moral compass that is going to, you know, guide you to not be a piece of shit. Because you see plenty of people who are born in the South that don't hold those views whatsoever, even though their parents are like torch carrying, sheet wearing KKK members.
0: Yeah, but we, they. But I'm saying your average person they they, they are not like that, especially at, in Malcolm X's time. It's much worse. You know, they
1: Especially in like the their 40s.
0: Yeah, especially in like their 20s. I mean, they're not. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no outside pool. Bringing there's no internet. You know, there's no forums. There's not. There's no. There's nothing really. Uh, because, so I mean, I'll, mean, I'll tell you
1: right now. Like growing up, and I'd, I'd say, how would you myself. even
0: find an alternative viewpoint back then?
1: How? No, but like growing up, I can specifically remember being young and hearing people that were older than me say some really disgusting things, and feeling like that Fuck, doesn't yeah. sound right. Like that, mm, that just doesn't sound.
0: Yeah, right we didn't either. like it either. But eventually, you kind of just like relegate yourself to the system that you live in when you're a child, and as you yeah. get older, a lot of people don't. Don't grow out of high school, you know. That's, I'm, I'm a staunch proponent of that theory. So there's an arrested development in most people, and it's it's at fucking uh, ninth through twelfth grade, and that's it. It's
1: oh god, it's disappointing and disheartening, but not surprising. Yeah. All right, so back to <laughs> in uh, in late
2: 1948, uh, Malcolm would write to Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the Nation of Islam at that time. Uh, Muhammad advised him to renounce uh, his past. Uh, to bow in uh, prayer to God and promise never to engage in destructive behavior again. Dear
0: Elijah, do you like me? YN? <laughs> check yes or no.
2: Um although he would uh he would later recall that there was an inner struggle he had uh before uh bending down to pray, uh he would soon become a member of the Nation of Islam and maintained regular correspondence with uh Elijah Muhammad.
1: Can't get on my knees. It might be gay can't get on my knees. <laughs> oh
2: my <God>. Well uh <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go into it, but there is some. It has been speculated, though, that he, um, that Malcolm X might have engaged in some um, homosexual activity, butt play in in the. Uh, Just say in butt like the, play, butt the stuff. 30s. Uh, I mean, okay. So what? That think he was. Uh, that, that he might have done like gay for pay.
1: At hey, least he's getting paid. Look, it's go better than renting half your garden. <laughs> 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 of all things that I can criticize somebody for just having fun and just tickling the old beehole. I don't I'm not I don't care about that. <laughs> okay, if he's bisexual, that just makes him cooler. Yeah. Um in
2: nineteen fifty the FBI would open a file on Malcolm after he wrote a letter to um a letter from prison to President Harry S. Truman expressing his opposition to the Korean War and declaring himself a communist.
1: Oh man, did the FBI kill him? Well, I guess I'll figure it out.
2: Um, that year as well, he would begin signing his name as Malcolm X. Um, This is because Elijah Muhammad had instructed his followers to leave their family names behind when they joined the Nation of Islam and to use the letter X instead. Um, When the time was right, after they had proven their sincerity and their beliefs to the Nation of Islam, he would reveal their new uh, Muslim original name.
1: Oh, wow, does that sound culty?
2: Yes. And, And in his autobiography as well, um, uh, Malcolm would explain that the X symbolized the true African family name that he could never know and he said uh quote unquote for me my X replaced the white slave master name of little which some blue-eyed devil named little had imposed upon my paternal forebears
1: this is a really dumb question but the nation of Islam is not the same as the Islamic religion right no they, just
2: they they're, the they're not they're, they're not which is like one they of the don't things that really
1: that it per se it's
2: is that Elijah? Yeah, they don't fully follow it. And Elijah Muhammad's son, um, he he took over the organization after Elijah Muhammad dies. Is that and American? he? No, no. Um, it's uh, we'll we'll get to him. I, I think it's Ward. It, it's originally Ward uh, Muhammad. Okay. Um, but he um he converts them over to like a mainstream like Sunni um Muslim. Um, organization yeah. and like gets rid of like all the trappings of the Nation of Islam. A lot of, and then Louis.
0: A lot of Nation of Islam people, I think, become Sunni Muslim at some point.
2: And then, and then Louis Farrakhan he breaks off because he wants to continue the old Nation of Islam. So the Nation of Islam as it is today is not the original organization. It's a splinter organization that um, Louis Farrakhan started. And it's effectively a cult, right? Pretty much, yes. Okay. Um, Because remember, we we talked about it before. It's also like a UFO cult in a lot of ways. And like a lot of it's a lot of beliefs that white people were created by this like evil mad scientist named uh, Jacob.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Now I remember now.
2: Um, After his uh, parole in August of 1952, uh, Malcolm X would visit Elijah Muhammad in Chicago. In June of 1953, he was named assistant minister of the nation's temple number one in Detroit. Um, and later that year, he established Boston's Temple No. 11. In March of 1954, he expanded Temple 12 in Philadelphia, and two months later, he was selected to lead Temple No. 7 in Harlem, where he rapidly expanded its membership.
1: So, stupid question, is there a very, like, not-convoluted uh, way to, like, in 50 words or less, describe the difference between Sunni and Shiite, or is it just way Yeah,
0: too- no, it's very simple.
1: Okay. <laughs> If you tell me the difference in spelling, I'm just gonna. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what, Ryan, one is well, S U you know, N I. <laughs> no, it's
0: you know I I have, I've, uh, was in a relationship with someone who's Muslim, but Sunnis believe that the uh, that Muhammad uh, did not uh, pick a, a successor. I think. And, and we talking she, about like she Muhammad, is, not Elijah Muhammad, correct? It it has, yeah, to, and it has she, to go. She has believed that the prophet, like uh, Muhammad. Uh, or whatever uh, that he uh, he designated like his son and son son-in-law.
2: It was the it was son-in-law. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, that, um, and that, that all the imams come from him, and so it's like a difference in authority, really. And then there's some there's it kind of spiders out from there, but that's the fundamental difference.
2: Yeah, there there was a split, and um, the the guy the the son-in-law he um, he ends up getting uh, killed. Though uh, Shiites claim that he was um, that that he was occulted by God and an occulted like occult, but with an ed at the end, mm-hmm. which means that he was like hidden by God, gotcha. and that when like the end of the world comes, he's gonna like reveal himself, like Jesus, because um, that's yeah, kind of like like Jesus, because that's what um, like the uh, Iran, like their version, like the Iranian state's version of Shia uh, Islam, uh, believes that they're what's called like a Twelver sect.
1: Okay, they're um, twelveers.
2: Yeah, they're twelve percenters. Um it, it all it all it all just sort of goes back to this sort of like doctrinal belief uh, almost like um but, but not as like severe of like a break as the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church. Right. just over like who's who's right to succeed um and in succession, you know, because the Pope is um uh has a like apostolistic um procession. Um and the same thing is true sort of like in, in Islam, whereas like the Sunnis don't have um, they, they don't they didn't have any like uh, mons like that, that um, yeah, and stuff like that. Okay. Um. So in 1953, the FBI began surveillance of Malcolm X, um, and uh, also to his um, both his uh his communist associations and also his rapid ascent within the Nation of Islam. Uh, in 1955. Um, he continued his successful recruitment of members on behalf of the Nation of Islam. He would establish temples in Springfield, Massachusetts, Hartford, Connecticut, and Atlanta. Um, hundreds of African Americans were joining the Nation of Islam every month. Absolutely. Um, besides, well, I
0: mean, what time? What year was this? 1952?
2: Yeah, this is like 1955.
0: Fuck yeah, you would. I mean, you had, <laughs> there's nothing else going on for you at that time. I mean... You could get into the other, like the passive movements and stuff like that. But when you see this guy walking around with like just troops, essentially, I mean, you might you might want to get involved. You know,
1: hey, hey, um, how come most of the, most of these temples that he was establishing or that he was establishing were like in New England? How come we didn't put any, with the exception of I think you said Atlanta? How come we didn't put any more in the in the deep American South? In the this
0: 50s? sound this sounds I know you're I know you're like legitimately asking, but like it sounds like like an argument like a, like an older relative would make. Why do they got to live here? You know,
1: like <laughs> I, I am making that exact argument, but I'm doing it the opposite Grandpa way. Grandpa Bill again.
2: Well, well, I think the main reason he was establishing temples in in the Massachusetts, like New England area, is because he was based in Boston. Um, and I think they he, like they saw how well he was doing that they sent him to Atlanta to like set up one there because obviously you know the authorities are not going to be as cool with like setting up like a like a black like Muslim or, militant organization.
1: Now we're getting to what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm but, pretty uh, sure they looked at like fucking <laughs> they looked yeah. at like fucking goddamn Georgia. were were like uh, you know what? I don't think we need to set up down there. sure What's, I don't feel like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? George Wallace. The guy
0: that yeah. was segregation yeah. now, segregation then. That's
2: in that's Alabama. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, yeah. like, imagine he goes to set up there and it's like record scratch and the Nation of Islam <laughs> walks in and it's like, oops, I guess not
1: anymore. Nation of Islam's insurance carrier is like, listen, your building is going to burn down way too fucking much if you make that in Atlanta. We are not going to pay this every time.
2: <laughs> a bunch of, bunch of giant guys in, like, bow ties beside him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, Malcolm, too, because one, he's like a very good speaker. And two, he's also um, he's also tall. He's six foot three inches. I don't want
0: um, like, uh, to like, sound like I'm just being ostentatious, but very good might be selling him short. He's fucking excellent speaker.
2: Yeah. And um, he's also like very attractive and uh, very, uh, very yeah, sort of like hot. athletically built. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can understand, you know, like where they're uh, in the 1950s. There's this like very very handsome, incredibly well spoken and uh, incredibly well dressed like black man.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, because because you have to remember too, it's 1950s. Like everybody's wearing a suit and a hat. So like the Nation of Islam like costume is not that like yeah. ostentatious. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: not standing out. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but when you get to like the 70s, that's when it's like
0: <laughs> you guys still <laughs> rocking can we wear those shorts? Suits, huh? <laughs> huh? I don't even smell patchouli on you.
1: What's with that tie? It's so skinny.
0: Jimmy doesn't wear a suit. <laughs> the only black black person white people know. In uh,
2: 1955, uh, Betty Sanders uh, would meet Malcolm X at one of his lectures, um, and then um, meet him again at a dinner party. Uh, soon, she regularly attended his lectures. In 1956, she would join the Nation of Islam, changing her name to Betty X. Um. Because uh, they do not allow, uh, I, 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 it's probably true today, but um, back then they did not allow one-on-one dates within the Nation of Islam. What? Uh, oh, you had that, so, like a chaperon? Well, they they essentially had to like, um, they had to be at like social events with uh, dozens or up to hundreds of others. Um, so he made a point of inviting her um, on these uh, these trips, especially their frequent group trips um, to New York City's uh, museums and libraries. Mm. Um, he, uh, Malcolm X would propose to her over telephone call from Detroit in January of 1958, um, and they married two days later. Okay. Um, they would have six daughters, um, and um, the uh, the American public uh, would first become aware of Malcolm X in 1957 um, after Hinton Johnson, a Nation of Islam member, was beaten by two New York City police officers.
1: Uh-oh.
2: Um, in On April uh, 26, 1957, Johnson and two other passerbys, also uh, Nation of Islam members, saw the officers beating an African-American man with their nightsticks. Uh, when they attempted to intervene, shouting, you're not in Alabama, this is New York, one of the officers turned on Johnson, beating him so severely that he suffered brain contusions and subdural hemorrhaging.
1: Oh my god. god. Fucking Lord. Well, I mean, also NYPD, not surprised with their track record, but yeah. still just disappointing.
2: Um, all four of the men uh, were arrested, ordered um, uh, by a witness. Uh, Malcolm X and a small group of Muslims went to the police station and demanded to see Johnson. Uh, police uh, initially denied that any Muslims were being held, but when the crowd grew to about 500, they allowed Malcolm X to speak with Johnson.
1: All right, all right, let's not get let's not get too crazy. We might we might have a couple Muslims in here.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a couple guys out there asking for the guy we uh, beat the shit out of. How many? <laughs>
1: 500. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I how's he doing? Some... He's
1: drooling on himself. Do we want to let him talk to him? <laughs> well, we don't have yeah, seats well... for 500. Uh, you could just let Malcolm in.
2: Yeah. Let, let him in. Um, I'm going to go get something out of my car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just hear the fucking door slam and a car takes <laughs> off and goes away. <laughs> <This> Tire screeching. <laughs>
2: <region. laughs> um, um, afterwards, uh, Malcolm would insist on arranging for an ambulance to take Johnson to Harlem Hospital. Um, I like how Johnson's he has to injury,
0: insist man's yeah. fucking beaten half to death. Look I'm insisting that you get an ambulance.
1: I'm surprised they did to be honest.
2: Um, Johnson's injuries uh, were treated and by the time he was uh, returned to the police station, uh, some 400,000 people had gathered outside. Um, inside the station, uh, Malcolm and an attorney were making a uh, bail arrangements for two of the Muslims. Uh, Johnson was not bailed, and the police said he could not go back to the hospital until his arraignment the following day.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Um, considering the situation to be at an impasse, um, uh, Malcolm stepped outside of the station house and gave a hand signal to the crowd. Um, the Nation of Islam members silently left, and after, um, and after some time, the rest of the crowd also dispersed. Um, one police officer told the New York Amsterdam Press, No one man should have that much power.
1: <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a fucking cop. What? What? <laughs>
2: <Jesus> <laughs> yeah, I nearly I nearly killed that guy, but no one should be able to, you know, be able to gather people peacefully outside of a police station.
1: All I have to do is say I'm in fear for my life and I can go down can't an innocent do man do man my, in the street I can't like a I can't do my job here with all these, uh,
0: you know, Nation of Islam fellas around. I mean, what if an acorn attacks me? <laughs> <laughs> I may have to. I may have to shoot at it.
1: I'm hit. I'm
0: hit. Hmm. Uh, I may have nothing happen to me and just retire <laughs> from shooting a whole load of fucking ammo at a and an acorn. You know, listen, they're dangerous. Those. Nuts. Let's just and then. Do I'll
1: a go quick on sidebar here because you ever get a nod on the head listen, from an
0: acorn? We are. We we try. Let's to not, not go political. too far down that.
1: And we're not going too far down this road, but I have even, like, people that I work with that are police officers and people that are friends of mine that are cops, we yep. have talked about this in the last day or two, and they have all said it is so fucking bad watching yeah. that video. It's embarrassing. But it's also fucking hysterical, because it's like, I have never seen somebody in, like, IRL do a fucking combat roll for no reason. It's <laughs> just combat it's like- rolling around the ground. <laughs> It's literally and the funniest part of his body cam doing the role. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like it's like that scene in Ace Ventura, and, too.
1: And when he's <laughs> when he's like mag dumping on the car, he's not mag dumping from a place where he is in cover. Right. Like he's just laying on the street on his side. Like there's no car. He's behind. He's just laying in the street. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. What do you do? <laughs> if that guy really did have a gun and really was shooting at you bro you're done it's over you're just laying in the street it's over (laughs) she's oh my god i feel weird
2: i feel weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh god all right
2: (laughs) within a month of the event the nypd arranged to keep malcolm um, under surveillance Uh, they also made inquiries with authorities in other cities um, in which he had lived and prisons in which he had served time a grand jury uh, declined to indict the officers who beat johnson in October, Malcolm sent an angry telegram to the police commissioner. Um, soon, the police department assigned undercover officers to infiltrate the Nation of Islam. Um, I'm, I'm imagining, like, I'm, I'm sure they probably got some black guys, but so I'm just imagining the first group they send in are just, like, white guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm here to learn about the uh, the Nation of Islam.
1: White guys wear the kufis and, like, the <laughs> well, sure they name. Take that long shirt and uh, shit, whatever. <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> Reggie X. <laughs> but also, um, the, the grand jury refused to indict uh, the LAPD officers who viciously beat... Um, oh, God, what was his name in the 90s? Reginald Denny? Oh no. no, that was the no. white guy. Um The no. black guy. Ronnie, well, Rodney, Rodney King. Yeah, Rodney King. Yeah, yeah refused Ronnie to King. indict them in the 90s. How the fuck are you going to expect them to indict a police officer for beating a black man in the... A- Fifties. Is it it's racist that yes. I
0: thought of the white truck driver that got beat up first? <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> I'm
2: sure we're doing Malcolm X. Shut motherfucker. up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um. By the late 1950s, Malcolm X was using a new name: uh, Malcolm Shabazz, um, or uh, El haj Malik El Shabazz um which means um uh, shabaz means like the patriarch um uh, and and like the tribe of shabaz is like a thing it like shabaz is like a made up word um that, that's sort of a combination of two words in um in arabic that don't really like go together um but uh, the tribe of shabaz essentially that and they're sort of like pre like prehistoric like when black people like ruled the world before the the white devil was created Um, there were these like 13 tribes, and then the one that ended up like settling in like Central Africa and like surviving the like the the destruction that like white people did Uh on the like the black like super society. Um, they they were uh they were led by a guy named Shabazz, and they're called the Tribe of Shabazz.
1: I've met somebody that has the last name Shabazz, and now I'm thinking if it was like a name change, like a legal name change.
2: Well, it could it could also be that like they were related to somebody who was in the the nation of like Islam or or, or a related organization, and they just never changed it back. Because like, um, cause, like his wife, um, I think she died recently, but she, uh, she's still like she still kept the name Shabazz. Malcolm X's wife. Yeah, I think she died in the '90s. Yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure, um, but she did keep the name after he died.
1: Nah.
2: Um, but he was still referred to as Malcolm X. Um, and, um, and a lot of his uh, comments on issues and events uh, were widely reported in print, on radio, and on television. And he was featured in a 1959 New York City uh, television broadcast about the Nation of Islam, uh, The Hate That Hate Produced. Um, and and I kind of imagine that he also becomes, like, a media darling, because, uh, th- like, the media today, like, they love to have, like, people like this, that they could be like, wow, look at this crazy guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right.
2: Um, in September of 1960, uh, the, the United Wild Nations Journal... General- and
0: crazy guys.
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> it's like those crazy Czechoslovakians we love so much. <laughs> um, at the... Uh, at the United Nations General Assembly in New York in September of 1960, uh, Malcolm was invited to the official functions of several African nations. Wow. Uh, there, he met with uh, Gamal uh, Abdel Nasser of Egypt, um, Ahmed Sekou uh, Toure of, of Guinea, and Kenneth uh, uh, Konda of uh, the Zambian National, um, the Zambian African National Congress. Uh, Fidel Castro also attended the assembly, and Malcolm X met publicly with him as part of a welcoming committee of Harlem community leaders. Um, Castro was sufficiently impressed with Malcolm X to suggest a private meeting, and after two hours of talking, invited Malcolm to visit Cuba.
1: Oh, that's sick, but I'm going to tell you right now, he goes to Cuba, the feds are really just going to have a hard-on for him.
2: Oh yeah, it's just building up. It's like he's meeting with Fidel Castro, he's meeting with these... Um, these foreign leaders that the United States government is not too fond of. Um, and he's in all of his domestic stuff as well. You know, he's definitely ticking off the boxes on Jagger Hoover's like, we have to kill this guy box.
1: Yeah. Jagger Edgar Hoover's sitting in his office with his fucking panties and his goddamn high heels on. I'm like, oh, we got to get him.
2: Oh, it, where there's like, him. there's like, there's like one box that it just says black. And then <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> check Check. (laughs) and then there's there's the other like more complex one it's like like he already met the the prerequisites for the uh the black one and then for the uh for the everything else it's like all the all the metrics they have to hit
1: (laughs) it's just the very top box though black (laughs) oh god i hate Um, this country in the
2: 50s so for a lot of a lot of um his beliefs as well um from his adoption of the nation of islam in 1952 until he breaks from it in 1964 he would promote most of the nation's teachings in these appearances and when he spoke mainly that black people are the original uh, people of the world um that white people are devils and that the demise of the white race is imminent
1: i believe all three of those correct are correct am i also part of the nation of islam now
2: because um, cause remember, too, when he says that the uh, – well, again, sorry. Sorry, my my Bikubian brother. Um, <laughs> I'm just
1: saying like 100% just what we know from the, the the cradle of civilization. Yeah, black people probably are the OG people of the world, right? Uh, we don't even have to talk about how devilish white people are. And then the demise of the white race is imminent. I, I don't know about imminent, but definitely at some point we're not going to have like quote-unquote white, the, the social construct of white as you know it.
2: Well you know how um the Grand uh, Grand Parliament Funkadelic, like they talk about the mothership? Yeah. That's a Nation of Islam thing. Shut the fuck and up. And that and that the uh that's, <laughs> that's the awesome. that they're that they're waiting for like the mothership stomp, or mother stomp, vehicle or stomp, something to come. Stomp. Yeah. And to to return, and that it's essentially gonna like save save black people from the white devil.
1: So this is the black heavens gate, is what you're saying. The, the Heavens I'd Gate I'd say cult? it's more
2: like <laughs> I'd say it's more like black Scientology. <laughs>
1: So wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. All right. So black Scientology, which means that is it Elijah Muhammad or Louis Farrakhan would be L. Ron Hubbard?
2: Um, it would be uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Ward uh, Muhammad would probably be the, the the founder of it. Would be considered that <laughs> excellent. Um, the reporter who would um who would investigate and write about um the Nation of Islam and um, interview Malcolm X, Louis E. Uh, Lomax, um, he would say. Uh, quote, unquote, those who don't understand biblical prophecy wrongly label him as a racist and as a hate teacher or as being anti-white or as teaching black supremacy. Um, I kind of disagree with Wilmax uh, um, uh, on that. But I think one of the things that he sort of um, is getting at is that one of the goals of, um, of the Nation of Islam is that um, they, they want to be segregated from white people. Um, So they are generally opposed to the civil rights movement um, because uh, part of the civil rights movement's main goal is to end the disenfranchisement of uh, African-Americans. Which is an objectively Um, good thing. But the nation of Islam uh, forbid or or at that time forbade. I I don't know if they do today, but they forbade its members from participating in voting and other aspects of the political process.
1: What the fuck? Why?
2: Um, Which is because they're supposed to be separate. You know, this is the this is the white man's government. It is not you know, the black is, it's not a government for black people. And because they want a black nation. Um, Cause one of the things that they want is that they want a sort of like a black nation in like the American South. That's sort of like a placeholder area where they can rule as, as black people and have all the black people there until they can get, go back to Africa and then have a nation there, which the nation of Islam also wanted African leaders to give them as, as mentioned before.
1: They've got, they've got a black nation. It's called mobile or it's called Alabama.
2: Like I don't, Well, that's, that's the idea is that they wanted to include, like, if you look at it, essentially like one of those maps where they say like the density of slaves in the South, like that, that's essentially the map of like where New Africa or whatever they would call it would be. See,
1: they just, so this is where they're fucking up and they're, they're, they're huffing their own farts too much because you can't just pout and take your ball and go home and be like, no, we're not participating in voting. Like. Getting in there and getting people to where you need to be and, like, you know, uh, playing chess with political um, figures is how you get to have your own nation. You can't just pout and take your ball and want to go home because in that case, government's really just going to laugh at you and be like, yeah, we're definitely not giving you shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and also, too, like the NAACP and other civil rights organizations uh, would denounce the nation of Islam um, as being uh, irresponsible extremists. Um, who do not represent the uh, the interests of African Americans?
1: That that sounds a little bit more the part of the course. Like that, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Malcolm X, in, in his um, in his speaking and in his um, in his works, would also be critical of the civil rights movement. Um, he called Martin Luther King Jr. a quote unquote chump, <laughs> and, said, and said that other civil rights leaders were stooges of the white establishment. <laughs> Um, and he, um, at that time, strongly was it was strongly against any kind of racial integration.
1: That's wild um, to me. Okay, he called the
2: 1963 March on Washington the farce on Washington, um, and he said he did not know why so many black people were excited about a demonstration, quote unquote, run by whites in front of a statue of a president who has been dead for a hundred years and who didn't like us when when he was alive.
1: You talk about Lincoln. Yeah. Um, okay. Um,
2: while the civil rights movement uh, fought against racial segregation, as mentioned before, uh, Malcolm X advocated the complete separation of African Americans from whites.
0: Which is um, which is again, I like I understand where he's coming from, but again, it's like the, the exact opposite of what you need to do. And it, it isn't. It is heartening to find out that he kind of turned the page, though.
1: Um. I do have a question real quick, though. Um, If they were trying to get their own nation specifically for blacks in the United States, right? Like, they were trying to create their own, like, black nation. Um, And knowing the atmosphere of the United States in the 1950s and 60s, why wasn't the government, like, chomping at the bit to give them this? Like, oh, you're going to take all the black people from us? Please, by all means, here you go.
2: Well, they would have to give up land. And it's it's also where sort of the idea Steve, is that. Think
1: about the '60s. Do you think the United States would rather have land or have to cohabit? They would have to give up not
2: just land.
0: They would have to give up uh, taxable assets, which are people. Yeah,
2: well, because because part of it is it's not that you know that the the United States government
1: incredibly bad internationally. Oh, is like that, nothing else we did in the '60s looks bad. It
0: did, but <laughs> like just like taking all the people and putting them in a small area and saying here, here's your area sounds awfully a lot like Gaza.
2: We were doing it in the '40s with sounds, Japanese. Sounds a
0: lot like Gaza.
2: Oh god. Um, but the sort of it is that you know the United States government. It's not that they like that the elements that are that are racist. That the idea is not to eliminate black people. It is to keep black people as a subservient like almost slave class which has always been the goal since you know like slavery ended.
1: Right.
2: Um they they're no longer you know chattel slaves they're, they're slaves under the capitalist system. Right. You know they are they are they are a cheap labor force that can be used for instance to inflame you know for instance uh, labor disputes which would all, which would happen all the time in cities is that uh, because African Americans they were they would work for less than their white um, European descended counterparts; they were often used as a way to like be scabs or strike breakers, or to um, yeah. keep people at odds. That's So, in, uh, so they want to keep them around.
0: That's in um, the warmth of other suns. Um, yeah, that's in there. The one of the workers that went up there and he worked in Chicago and ended up taking a job because, but they were in a union and uh, yeah, he worked as a scab because he had to because it was the only way he was getting any money.
2: God, um,
1: that's fucking wild.
2: All right. Uh, Malcolm would reject the civil rights movement strategy of nonviolence, arguing that Black people should defend and advance themselves by "quote unquote" by any means necessary. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, his speeches had the most uh, powerful effect on on its audience, who were mainly African Americans in northern and western cities. Um, many of them were tired of being told to wait for uh, freedom, justice, equality, and respect felt that he articulated their complaints better than um, better than did the leaders of the civil rights movement. Um, he was also has been uh, widely accused of being anti-Semitic, which he probably was because the Nation of Islam is incredibly anti-Semitic.
0: Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're um, pretty bad. They, 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 they his, make it sport. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> his uh, autobiography contains several anti-Semitic charges and characters of Jews. Um, uh, Alex Haley, the uh, uh, the co-author of the autobiography, roots. had to rewrite some of the book to eliminate a number of negative statements about Jews in the manuscript.
0: The Roots book? Didn't, didn't he write Roots?
2: I, yes, I think that is that Alex Haley. Hmm. Uh, which is also like, which is also like a big... Like thing that, uh, yeah, he co-wrote he the Autobiography of Malcolm X. Ah, also,
1: I, um, I read Roots. I read the book cover to cover when I was mm-hmm. uh, incarcerated, and that was honestly one of the most insane books I have ever read, and I loved it. I loved every page of it, because it actually flips. Like, halfway through the book, you, you're kind of like take it to a totally different story, kind of sort of, like, a little bit. Um, it's so fucking good, and if you've never read it, I highly, highly encourage you to, because the TV, like, there's a movie, and then there's also, like, a TV. Series. Neither one of them do the book justice. Not even. Not even close. Yeah, it's pretty common. Because uh, highly recommended.
2: There, there's a lot of stuff with like Alex Haley that, that he made up, like a lot of things that that are like the book is based on and stuff like that. I mean, I um, it, sure but but it up. is it is a good book. It yeah, it, it is a good book. But a lot of the stuff he claims about like going to Africa and like like meeting like like these like these people who remembered like the people he's descended from or whatever. Like, in their world history, like, a lot of that is has been proven to be, like, pretty much fake. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Malcolm X believed that the Protocols of the Elders of Zion was authentic, um, and introduced it to, <laughs> to the nation of his home members.
0: I think that's one of those things that he was telling you to wait for, no by the way. No
1: shot. He
2: thought it well, was real? While, while accusing the Jewish people of, quote-unquote, perfecting the modern evil of neocolonialism. I'm sure he was really, like, I, I'm sure he was big into that, like, thing that gets passed around on, like, social media from, like, hoteps and stuff, and also, like, white racists about how, like, Jews founded the, like, the black slave trade and, like, kept it going. Bro, can you imagine if Malcolm X and, like, Martin Luther King Jr. had Facebook?
1: Good. God, the shit they would stir up and the shit they would post would make the kind of nonsense that gets posted now just benign by comparison. It would be fantastic.
2: (laughs) Um, He would also engage in um, what is referred to as Holocaust uh, trivialization and claim that Jews, quote unquote, brought it on themselves. In 1961, he spoke at a Nation of Islam rally alongside George Lincoln Rockwell. Look how they were the head dressed. of the, the American Nazi it. Party.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude.
2: Um, uh, Rockwell uh, claimed that there was an overlap between black nationalism and white supremacy.
1: Sam Rockwell?
2: <laughs> uh, no, George Lincoln Rockwell. The
1: one that, the, uh, George Lincoln, wasn't he the one that uh, had the rally at Madison Square Garden? Sam Rockwell, the yes. subpar actor?
2: I think he did but the the most famous one was the one that the German American Bund had in um, in the the 30s Uh, George Lincoln we call it the
1: the the Bund why don't we just call them the fucking American Nazis well
2: the uh, it it was the official name of the organization because like Bund means like club or association in German yeah Yeah. since when do
1: we allow Um, them to name themselves when they're pieces of shit why don't we call them what they are
2: but the, uh, but the, which people did, but the American Nazi party is like a post-World War II creation. Oh, okay. Like, like there's no, there's no like linear, like affiliation comparison the actual, between okay. the two. Like, like, I don't even think George Lincoln Rockwell has like German, German heritage. Oh
1: my god! Well, the, George Lincoln Rockwell is like dark hair. Doesn't he? Like he has like black hair.
2: So yeah. He has he, like, he, he has would like not black survive. <laughs> he would be
1: like, oh, not go that way to the chamber. Like you're not, you're not what they wanted. Also as a um, side note, most people that you meet that kind of follow that kind of ideology are also the most disgusting human beings that would you look at them and you're like they they would have killed you. Why are why are you reporting <laughs> these guys? Like why are you championing them?
0: Shitbirds who have to spice up reality because life's flimsy, man. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I don't If you get right down to the general sense of it, that's what most people do any day and some people go way too far.
2: Um so uh, a lot of Malcolm X's comments on Jews and stuff and his negative views on Jews would continue pretty much until he died. Um, so so that's something that's one of the things uh, dings against him is he never really came around on Jews. And I imagine like when he got like sort of entrenched in the larger international Muslim community, I'm, I'm sure that didn't help either. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's not exactly the place where you're going to you're going to find a lot of like positive views on the on the Jewish people from like the people in the Middle East. <laughs>
1: In the 60s? Why not? Like, tell me, Steve, pray tell. why? why? <laughs> what was going on in the 60s in the Middle East that would cast a negative light on how people in the Middle East feel about Jews?
2: Well, let's let's just say we don't have enough time in this episode to cover. <laughs> um, So, uh, Malcolm X was uh, widely regarded as the second most influential leader in the nation of Islam after Elijah Muhammad. Um, he was... Uh, he was largely credited with the group's dramatic increase in membership between the early 50s and early 60s, from 500 to 25,000 by one estimate, and from uh, 1,200 to 50,000 or 75,000 uh, by another. Okay. He would inspire uh, Muhammad Ali to join the nation, and the two would become close.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that is right. Muhammad Ali was part of the nation. Islam. I forgot about that. In January of nineteen 19- Cassius Clay first, or was Cassius yeah, Clay Yeah, he, his-
2: he was. That was his, uh, that was his like, Born his, name given, name, his given, name. born, given, and surname, um, and then which, which, as the nation of Islam taught, you know, he referred to it as his slave name, and that, um, that so Muhammad Ali was That would have been so much fucking cooler. I guess because it was more Muslim sounding. I guess by that point in the sixties, they they gave more over to that because like. there actually became like actual like sunni muslim organizations in like the 60s that were around and that usually when you become muslim you change your you change your name to a muslim name yeah which is usually an arabic name uh like for instance kareem abdul jabbar he um he was a member of a um of a sunni muslim sect that was out of like new york that he eventually broke off from but they were an orthodox like muslim sect that was at odds with the nation of islam okay um, in January of 1964, uh, Ali brought Malcolm X and his family to Miami to watch him train for his fight against Sonny Liston. Um, when uh, Malcolm X left the Nation of Islam, he tried to convince Ali, um, uh, who had been uh, renamed by Elijah Muhammad, uh, to join him in converting to Sunni Islam. But Ali instead broke ties with him, which uh, Ali would later describe as a, as one of his like greatest regrets in life. Um uh, Malcolm X also mentored and guided one, Louis X, who would later become Louis Farrakhan, who eventually became the leader of the Nation of Islam. Uh, Malcolm X would also serve as the mentor and confidant to Elijah Muhammad's son, Wallace D. Muhammad, who's the one I was talking about earlier, it wasn't Ward, it was Wallace D. Muhammad, um, and uh, who told Malcolm X about his skepticism toward his father's quote-unquote unorthodox approach to Islam uh Wallace Muhammad was excommunicated from the nation um several times although he eventually uh was eventually readmitted okay um during uh 1962 and 1963 um a series of events would cause Malcolm to reassess his relationship with the Nation of Islam and particularly its leader yeah, Elijah it Muhammad
0: late December back in 63 i think I've made that joke what, about fifty times in the course of this podcast, by the way, <laughs> across multiple episodes. I'll give five oh. bucks to someone who goes and collects all the audio tracks.
1: And, oh my god! And you know what? Knowing you, you have it written down, like what episode and the timestamp of where it is. Nah, I'm not that. I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although
2: in late 1960- I do have a,
0: a long strip of possibly racist things you've said and uh i'm just gonna release them to the general public <laughs> just one podcast episode.
1: <laughs> is all the fucking questionable shit that ryan has said over the past what four years
0: five years Holy
1: yeah shit. holy shit it's,
0: no it hasn't been that long just four years just
2: just just ryan going on a roll while like herb albert's playing yeah. in the background
0: <laughs> actually the file's no. empty because you really haven't said anything
1: <laughs> this this is five years
0: Wow, is it really 2014? Yeah. yeah, 2019. Well, it's not really 5 years, but it's 5 5 calendar years, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Now we need to come up with some sort of asset to, to sell for our fifth anniversary like and do a rug coin. pull on it. No oh, challenge yeah. coin. <laughs>
0: so we can attract like uh, you know, attention from Murder Brian. Let's yeah.
1: do let's do a challenge coin with a big picture 200- on it.
2: With a $200 challenge coin that we have to convince Murder Brian to buy. It
1: won't be difficult. Just send him a link. In late
2: 1961, there were violent confrontations between the Nation of Islam and police in South Central Los Angeles, and numerous Muslims were arrested. Um, While they were acquitted, um, tensions would still rise. Um, just after midnight on April 27, 1962, two LAPD officers, unprovoked, shoved and beat several Muslims outside Temple No. 27. A large crowd of angry Muslims emerged from the mosque, and the officers attempted to intimidate them. One officer was disarmed, and his partner was shot in the elbow by a third officer. Uh, more than 70 backup officers arrived, who then raided the mosque and randomly beat Nation of Islam members. Uh, Police officers shot seven Muslims, including William X. Rogers, who was hit in the back and paralyzed for life, and Ron Stokes, a Korean War veteran, who was shot from behind while raising his hands over his head to surrender, killing him. A number of Muslims were indicted after the event, but no charges were laid against the police. The coroner ruled that Stokes' killing was justified. Um, To Malcolm X, though, this desecration of the mosque and the associated violence demanded action, and he used what Lewis Lewis X um, uh, later called his uh, quote-unquote gangster-like past to rally the more hardened of the Nation of Islam members to take violent revenge against the police. Uh, Malcolm sought the approval of Elijah Muhammad, uh, which was denied, stunning uh, Malcolm. Um, Malcolm was again blocked by Elijah Muhammad when he spoke of the Nation of Islam starting to work with civil rights organizations, local black politicians, and religious groups. Um, Lewis X would see this as an important turning point in the deteriorating relationship between Malcolm and Muhammad. Uh, rumors were circulating that Muhammad was conducting extramarital affairs with young Nation of Islam secretaries, uh, which would constitute a serious violation of the group's teachings.
1: Uh oh, was
0: that wrong? It's like George in the office. Was that wrong? Because Uh-oh. if I was if I was told when I was hired that that kind of thing was frowned upon. <laughs>
2: um, after first discounting these rumors, uh, Malcolm came to believe that um, believe them after he spoke with uh, with Wallace um, Muhammad's son and the uh, the girls who were making the accusations. Uh, Muhammad confirmed the rumors in 1963, attempting to justify his behavior by referring to precedents set by biblical prophets. Um, Over a series of national TV interviews between 1964 and 1965, Malcolm X provided testimony of his investigation, corroboration, and confirmation by Elijah Muhammad himself of multiple counts of child rape. Oh, goddammit. During the investigation, he learned that seven of the eight girls had become pregnant as a result of this. He also revealed an assassination attempt made on his life through a discovered explosive device in his car, as well as the death threats he was receiving in response to his exposure of Elijah Muhammad. On January 1st, 1963, when asked to comment on the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, Malcolm X said that it was a case of chickens coming home to roost. He added that... He added, uh, chickens coming home to roost never make me sad. They've always made me glad. Yeah. Um, and according read, and, and read, according, read
0: the room, Malcolm. <laughs> uh,
2: and, and according, according to the New York Times, in further criticism of Mr. Kennedy, the Muslim leader cited the murders of Patrice Lumumba, Cong- uh, uh, Congo, Congo, his name. Put some
1: respect of, on Mr.
0: Patrice's name, please. Yeah, we did some of, uh, of, did an episode on him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: Of Medgar Evers, a civil rights leader, and of the Negro girls bombed earlier this year in, Bur- in, the Bur- in a Birmingham church. These, he said, were instances of other quote-unquote chickens coming home to roost
1: i'm just saying is he wrong i know it's look at look at look. i know it's controversial and i know it is um you know kind of fucked up I'm be like uh, is it wrong
2: no i
0: mean it's just not you know to say it at the time it's he, he knows what he's doing let's put it that yeah, way he's
1: being intentionally inflammatory yeah. but my question is is what he is saying incorrect if you believe in karma. Um, I mean, uh, not, no, it. not really,
0: because it would have to be karmatic. I, I don't know why killing killing Kennedy would be a mistake from a civil rights standpoint, because the Kennedys were for civil rights. I mean, Robert Kennedy was one of the biggest staunch supporters of
2: Yeah, but well, the nation of Islam rights. isn't
0: the ones that did it, though. No, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, saying that it's chickens coming home to roost. It really is kind of disconnected from reality.
2: But I think it's more just going on that, like, all the stuff that happened under his watch, and the fact that like he he like he he believes that he's a devil. Like it's, it's is all a like, devil.
0: He's a turd. But I'm not. I'm just saying. Ryan's asking if he's wrong. I'm saying yeah. I mean, I would say objectively he's wrong.
2: But but I'm just saying from his perspective, like he he doesn't he pretty much doesn't consider like John F. Kennedy to be a, a human being too. No, I mean you have to I, consider I, within the teachings of Nation of Islam. I get that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not going that far into believing, like, his perspective. So for he's him saying to go off like hard. that. Kennedy's dying, Kennedy's assassination as one of, at the time, one of the most beloved presidents from, like, you know, the American public's perspective. Maybe not, like, the groups that he was fucking over, like the Cubans and the Mafia and the FBI and the CIA and all that bullshit. But, like, the American public loved Kennedy. So it's almost him being like, hey, listen, like, this is what happens to us all the time. You guys constantly fuck us over. Y- your boy's dead now. Ha ha. Like karma, bitch. Like I. No, I get. I, I think I, it's again. I, again, that you it's didn't not ask wrong. that.
0: You said, "Is it? Is he wrong?" I said, "Yes," but is I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it's completely different. Those are completely different things. Like what he's saying about it and how he feels about it, I understand. Like the, I get what he's saying. Because he he's wrong? also talking. Yeah, objectively, yes, absolutely.
2: Okay. Because he's because he's also talking about like. The United States in general, because like Lumumba was killed under Eisenhower, if I remember correctly, and that was
1: in the um,
2: Congo. Yeah. Um, so it. So these remarks, though, uh, they obviously caused widespread public outcry. <laughs> um, no, you don't they, say. <laughs> the the nation of Islam, though, which had sent a message of condolence to the Kennedy family and ordered its ministers not to comment on the assassination, publicly censured Malcolm X. Uh, Malcolm X would uh, retain his post and rank as minister, but was prohibited from public speaking for 90 days. Uh, Malcolm X had by now become a, um, a media favorite, um, and some nations uh, Nation of Islam members believed that he had become a threat to Elijah Muhammad's leadership. Uh, publishers had started showing interest in Malcolm X's autobiography, um, and when uh, Louis uh, Lomax wrote his 1963 book About the Nation, uh, When the Word is Given, Uh, he used a photograph of Malcolm X on the cover. He also reproduced five of his speeches, but featured only one of Muhammad's, which greatly upset Muhammad and made him envious. In uh, March 8th, 1964, Malcolm X would publicly announce his break from the Nation of Islam. Um, Though he was still a Muslim, he felt the nation had quote-unquote gone as far as it can uh, because of its rigid teachings. He said he was planning to organize a black nationalist organization to uh, "quote unquote" heighten the political consciousness of African Americans, and he also expressed a desire to work with other civil rights leaders, saying that Elijah Muhammad had prevented prevented him from doing so in the past. Hmm. Um, so we will uh, cut off there, and then we will pick up on the independent run of Malcolm X. Whoa, oh
0: shit! Started. What year did it start?
2: Uh, 1964 wow
0: that's crazy I'm I'm weird with like time you know I have no concept of like what years things went down other than like World War II
1: so, so. this would have been like um, our, at least my probably you guys too uh, grandparents time they would yeah. have probably been in like their 20s no my parents were maybe uh, 30s both of my parents were
2: alive yeah my dad was 8 in 1960 well he would have been 7 in 19 at that time in 64 but yeah
1: my mom would have been 1 she would have been still shitting in Huggies. So my dad was <laughs> my dad was eighteen. Uh, you old fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty old.
0: <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Squirtle.
1: Oh, I'm excited, man! I'm excited to get You're to excited this, for uh, my death. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, I'll, look, man. I'm excited so, for you to leave this plane of existence and go somewhere much better. But I'm excited for the next episode.
0: Return to the universal principles.
1: <laughs> Where I want to I want to see all the evidence that says either Elijah Muhammad had Malcolm X killed or the FBI did it and then I want to have a nice spirited debate.
2: What if I told you, Ryan, it's possibly all of the above? Oh boy. Um, now I'm even more excited, goddammit. <laughs> we'll will, we'll will pick up on that in the next episode.
0: All right. With that, good night.
2: Good night. Good luck.
1: Bye.